0: Hi podcast listeners, thanks so much for coming to visit my eco-friendly home today. I'm your host, Madison Hopkins, and I'm so delighted to have you. When you're a guest in my eco-friendly home, I want you to walk away with tangible steps to reduce your home's emissions, live healthier, cleaner, save money, and of course, build community. So come on in and make yourself right at home. Oh goody, you brought those low sugar cookies I love, my favorite hello podcast listeners and welcome back to eco-friendly homes and on today's show we have bindi height as my eco-friendly home guest i like to think of us being in the eco-friendly home sipping tea eating cookies maybe i should actually present those next time maybe i'll start sending my guest box of cookies or something <laughs> Bindy is a guest on my show and i've been a guest on her show we were introduced through a mutual friend Colin McIntosh of Sheets and Giggles, who has eco-friendly bedsheets. And so Bindi's podcast is Ethical Change Agency, and that's your company too, right?
1: Yeah. So my podcast is The Ethical Evolution, and uh, my agency is The Ethical Change Agency.
0: Gotcha. The Ethical Evolution. Okay. <laughs> Ethical Change Evolution. It's all the same podcast listeners. <laughs> Check it out. I was a guest on there and she has some really cool episodes, including, like we said, Colin McIntosh of Sheets and Giggles. And so this is really cool because Mindy is all the way in Australia, in Queensland, in Brisbane, right? Which is the capital Mm -hmm. of Queensland.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. My Google search has served me well. (laughs) So what does that look like for you? Why did you choose the word ethical? Are you a very ethics, value, goals, driven person? Is that something that's...
1: Yeah. I I think for me, I I found there was something missing and I am very values focused. So when, you know, I make any decision, it's it's based on some kind of value. And there's so many conversations and so many podcasts and so many, you know, business owners um, around the world that Make decisions every single day, like every single aspect of our life we make a decision, whether it's how we spend our money the the way we work, how we you know buy things, you know, even how we travel and and how we eat. you know every single thing we do is a decision, and it's based on values for most people, but for some, they just don't have any thought or consciousness around the ethics in every single thing they do. So when you actually just stop and you become conscious of the ethics in every decision you make, it can change your whole life. And down to, you know, just changing the way you spend your money that you actually make an impact while you you're doing good. So, you know, there's that that impact that you make, but it's also that feel good that you get at the same time. So, you know, as as you and I both know Colin demonstrates that so well. But you know, and that's probably the kinds of people that I connect with the most, particularly through the podcast and also my clients, is they have those same values, and that's where that that connection really lies for me so i
0: I've found that in the ethics decision making it's a lot slower of a life style hmm. because you like while there are some things that maybe don't have a really large impact. You can kind of make those decisions quickly or maybe you've made that decision before and then you kind of already know what you need to do so when being an ethical decision maker in your eco-friendly home i think those really go hand in hand mm-hmm. because you have to make the choices and they're very conscious The choices like i'm gonna compost okay so i can't what am i gonna do you know i can't just all of a sudden start like throwing food in a bag and like tossing it in my yard or alleyway mm. like that's not it so you have to slowly go about that and you know i think it comes down like i mean just unpacking the aspect of like your closet mm. i'm sure maybe you've struggled with this like when it comes to buying things absolutely putting ethics towards those purchasing powers
1: yeah, and I've had this conversation with several people, particularly fashion designers previously, and, you know, the T-shirt line that I have, just the decision on the, the kind of material that's used, the kind of inks that's used, the, the, who, who they're purchased from and where they come from, whether there's any slavery in their chain, all of these kind of things are all part of our decision making. And, yeah, it does have an impact on the the end price of things, but, you know, there's also an impact in that as well.
0: Now, when I go on your website, you talk a lot about being able to help people launch their own podcast. You're mm-hmm. also, you do a lot more than that, though. You, you're also a business coach right in, a, you, in your email. It says spiritual guide or something like that.
1: Yeah, so I'm um, a a spiritual coach uh, and mentor and also um, I'm a Ho'oponopono practitioner. So basically that's a a Hawaiian healing art. So yeah, basically I do help people um, create podcasts and I do have a particular niche where I work with ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers. They're they're really a great fit for me and and what I do. But yeah, I also uh, coach people one-on-one around the world in spiritual aspects helping to connect them with themselves and just find joy in their life again. And there's a lot of people at the moment around the world who are who are suffering, you know, that they, they find it really hard. And so we help them find joy in their life again and, and purpose. So yeah, that's that's a lot of, of what I do.
0: So the, is it Ho'oponopono? Yes. <laughs> I did look that up and I remember being a Hawaiian thing. It's lots of P's and mm. O's.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's basically a a healing art where uh, there's this perpetual prayer that cleans your your environment and everyone around you. So there's a whole bunch of principles uh, behind it. And it's all about cleaning out all of this data that gets stuck in our mind. The founder of it worked in a mental hospital in uh, Hawaii, and he practiced it daily to a point where they closed down the mental hospital. He, He healed everyone. So it's incredible.
0: I think if people put that much intention into like every day they pray for, for people, it's got to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definite power in it. Yeah.
0: It reminded me of, I think it's Hokopono or Hocopono, Hocopono prayer. Mm, definitely missing the name a little bit, but it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you.
1: That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Is that yeah.
0: the one? That's the same that's the thing? One. Yeah, that's it. No way. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, that's cool. Exactly
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> nice. Just keep saying that.
0: <laughs> I was actually given that on a bracelet one time. It was one of those, like the stretchy bracelets that say words on them. Yep. And that, yeah, it was cool.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's the prayer.
0: <laughs> well, so when it comes to ethics and your spiritual practices, do you find that people who have a more spiritual and, and before I even finish this question, I want to ask you to define spirituality for us in your terms and, like, in how you connect that with your clients. Because you said helping people, like, connect to themselves. And I think a lot of people have a variety of definitions. And
1: yeah and i've actually done videos on this because i get asked this a lot and i think i did an instagram reel on it and so for me spirituality has nothing to do with religion it's it's not about belief or any of that kind of stuff it's really about nourishing your soul and finding your purpose and your direction in life and part of that is connecting with yourself and knowing yourself to be able to find that purpose and that passion so yes you in a lot of people say oh you know spirituality you know you could be a buddhist you could be catholic it could be whatever Those are, those are religious beliefs, which are completely separate to to your spirit and your soul.
0: So what do you think, like I'm reading a book right now and it says, it's actually a real estate book. It's called the Harris rules because I'm in real estate and you will find something like you will find, you will soon find out that your purpose in life is to help people and be of service. So do you think that people, that's like everyone's sort of soul purpose or that different people will have different would that not fit for everyone because it's it was like a very deterministic sort of sentence like your entire purpose in life is to be of service and help other people I was like that's cool but like I think people like to maybe spin that like my purpose I like to do sustainability and bring that into the real estate world your purpose is through spirituality and coaching and ethics
1: I think what I've found as a bit of a trend, particularly through uh, my podcast, I always ask people what their mission and their purpose is. And the underlying theme is they they are all here to be of service. So yes, whilst you are focusing on sustainability and and that kind of stuff in real estate, and I'm focusing on spirituality and, and people finding their message and their mission, underlying all of that, it's all about being of service. So- yeah, I think it, it is the underlying purpose for pretty much everyone.
0: Well, and thanks for letting me run that by you. <laughs> so I have this new question that I want to ask all my guests. And so listeners, this might be interesting for you. But what does an eco-friendly home look like to you? And that can range from many things. And if you want to tie that in with your ethical change agency or, or not, you know, whatever.
1: Well, it's interesting when you first asked me that, you know, my initial thought was just start, you know, whatever you can do in your own way will make an impact. So for me, you know, it's solar panels, it's composting, it's using your water wisely. It's making the most of of the space that you've got and, and choosing products for your home that aren't toxic, using natural things where possible. Yeah. And just making the most of the natural environment. And yeah, so that's, that's what I do. But I think if anybody is struggling with, you know, how they can make their home more eco-friendly, it's just, just start, just start with the little things, do something.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I think that's really good advice. I think that it it sort of ties in even with your shirt, be the change. Hmm. Like, okay, you want to see change. You don't know what to do. Just start and done is better than perfect. I love that phrase. I learned that last year. Yeah, just start. Like Nike has always said, just do it.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing that I often ask guesses is, is, you know, what's the change they want to see in the world? And it really, the change starts with us. We have to be the change.
0: I fully believe that. I hmm. think it, it really sort of pains me when I see people really getting frustrated about, like, in the United States, we're helping, we're working on our pollution right <laughs> and then people want to say well china I'm like I, do you have connections to china because i sure don't like, <laughs> i can <laughs> i can control my pollution a lot better than i can control the united states pollution mm-hmm. and a hell of a lot better than i can control china's pollution so i don't really care about what they're doing of course i care because it, it impacts our entire planet But yeah, yeah, just bringing that back in. And I think that sort of goes to what you were saying, like just start, it doesn't really matter what you start with, but once you start to make that change in your house and in your life, you will be a lot easier to make that change in another aspect of your house because then you're like choosing that ethic. You're saying, I value this, I'm going to do this. And then when you do it the next time, it's going to be easier to do it again.
1: That's exactly right. And it's, it's. I guess, if you're liking it to exercise and exercising a muscle, it's one of those things that takes practice. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So just start and just keep going.
0: Yes. I love how we can always relate the mental things and like the interpersonal things back to the physical body. Yeah. So in Australia, do y'all have, because you mentioned, w- like using your water wisely. Mm -hmm. And I know here in Denver, Colorado, we are working on getting a law passed to where we can use rainwater systems to water, like rainwater catches to water our gardens. But do y'all usually do that with the rainwater catching? And like, what's y'all's
1: Powerful. Yeah. So in, in recent years, because we we have severe droughts here in Queensland, particularly in across the board, but a lot of homes here have water tanks and a lot of people do use that water for watering gardens or and, and drinking water. So, you know, there's also some people who have water recycling within their home as well. But here, new homes I know have to be fitted with water efficient um, appliances. So things like your toilets and showers and things like that, because my home's not quite five years old and and it had to have all of those things. So just a lot of water efficiency. Although my home doesn't have a water tank, you know, it does collect the water and it it does run off efficiently.
0: What is a water tank? Because you said people could use that even to drink from?
1: Yeah. So it basically um, is connected to your guttering on the house and, and the water that falls from the sky goes straight into the rain tank and you can put a hose on that or you can connect it to the house through a filtration system. And uh, yeah, you can use that for drinking water or to, to water your garden.
0: So people's homes in Australia where you are in Queensland frequently have that water treatment system built in
1: Uh, no not not everyone that's fairly unique that's probably more in the newer homes yeah
0: sure so it turns non-potable water into potable water that's pretty intense
1: Mm, yeah be
0: able to do that in your house
1: yeah and a lot of um councils are doing that now as well so they're they're actually they've actually got plants where they treat the water and, and recycle it
0: i'm reading about that it's called unmaking america's water crisis by cynthia barnett and i think she wrote it in 2010 and they use singapore as a like a case study example mm. and i didn't know this at all so i don't know if maybe because y'all are a lot closer to singapore it's like very widely known but i know singapore is new beautiful and has like very strict laws and i started to read and it was saying there it's new because it was not clean at all before and they water the, the little amount of water that they did have on the island was like basically toxic with just a bunch mm. of stuff in it like duck poop geese or pig poop all, all kinds of stuff and then whoever was in charge of singapore decided to to take over and in two generations he made it into a very pristine water recycling island because they're very dependent on is it malaysia where they get their water from
1: yeah. I've heard a lot of a lot about Singapore and it's just so pristine and clean and tidy and you know everybody's friendly and kind and you know it's just beautiful. So yeah, they they are very strict now compared to what it used to be. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I was reading that he's like super strict because people were just living in this way that they were super water dependent on a whole other country that they have opposing religious and political views to provide them with water and so that's why they're so strict is because he did like a full culture change Mm. that like really made people just live entirely different yeah and and including with the water and so they have it's it's called new water it's just one w -W n-e-w-a-t-e-r and it's their fully treated water. So it's their wastewater, including black water. So for those of you who don't know, and Bendy, you mentioned this, that it's some homes in Australia have recycled water. Hmm. And then you mentioned gray water and then there's black water. So recycled water would be from the rain. So you're reusing it. It's rain catchment. And then the gray water is from just where water goes straight down a drain. So like your sinks, laundry, Hmm shower and then black water is from the toilet so in singapore they're able to recycle that black water even all the way through these treatment facilities it's just reverse osmosis and Mm -hmm. then they even have the final like they do like an ultraviolet light zap just to make sure it's
1: extra extra clean that's incredible
0: (laughs) i know i really want to go see it it would be super cool to go see
1: yeah, I mean we we do a lot of um, water recycling here and yeah, I know that there were a lot of jokes going around about yeah, you know, wastewater actually becoming potable. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it it happens in a lot of places now. So,
0: it's a mindset thing and that's what the book was saying too is like the the government in Singapore has been working super hard to get people to mentally accept that it is safe and it is okay. So, Mm. just to relate it back to like our podcast and our business titles, that is an eco friendly island, and they're making ethical changes Mm. for their own sense of security on the island.
1: Yeah, I better speak to Singapore. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Hey,
0: if you get them, let me know.
1: (laughs) I'll look them up.
0: (laughs) Throw that contact info my way. Yeah, righto. Well, Bendy, do you have anything else that you want to talk about on the podcast today?
1: Yeah, there's there's so many synergies uh between you and I and what we do. And just as you were talking, I was thinking of other, other guests I've spoken to that that make an impact in that same realm. And yeah, I I, I just I guess I would like to make everyone aware of what we're doing and you know, to to get on board and, and listen and, you know, get in touch because the more we can spread this message the better. If if you're someone who is um, an ethical entrepreneur and is, is making an impact in your own way, even if you're a holistic healer, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you're listening right now, we can definitely help you out. And, you know, we do some fairly unique things. You know, it might be you want a podcast, it might be you want to do an audio book, it might be that you know, we come up with a whole different idea for you to help you get your message out there. And the other thing that we have as well is we've now got apparel for Be The Change um, and several different messages that we like to spread around the world. So they're also available online. And, you know, again, if if you need a hand and you need to talk to someone and you think I'd be a good fit as your coach, I'm here as well if you want to talk. And again, worldwide, available on Zoom.
0: <laughs> I- I'm so thankful that I've been able to talk to you twice now, even just briefly. And then we have like the longest email chain going ever. <laughs> I, I think most people would have like started a new <laughs> one, but I think it's funny that neither you nor I, we're just like, yeah, we're in this one email thread. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, 30 something emails, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> I know. I like it. It's, I know exactly where to look for anything.
1: <laughs> no, and thank you for, for connecting. Cause yeah, it's, it's been beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that I could really just talk to you for hours and hours. Like, oh, you could you. have the longest lunch hey. ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I didn't get my box of cookies either for the, you I, know.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start doing that. I'll, I'll start either asking guests to, I need to find, like, a cookie brand. I know who I would partner with, so I'm, I could just reach out to them.
1: <laughs> just ship them worldwide. Off you go.
0: <laughs> All podcast guests will receive a box of cookies. <laughs> do you have a podcast episode on the ethical evolution that talks about your work in holistic healing coaching? Cause I want to ask you more about that, but if you already have like a whole episode with someone who is a holistic healer.
1: Oh, there's dozens of them. Um, and you know, I, I only got my certification at the beginning of the year, but I've kind of already been doing it, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, on on my show, there's a, a lot of holistic healers and they, they could be anything from sound healers to, you know, they do Reiki or somatic breath work or they, they do meditation or they're, you know, into theology or they're a priest or, you know, all of these kind of things. So you know, I've had some incredible conversations and, you know, the the spirituality coaching part bubbles up throughout it. Really any you could listen to, you'll you'll get a flavor for what I do throughout any episode. But there was actually one that stood out recently and it's, it's not actually related to eco-friendly anything, but it was a, a panel with three other women from around the world. So we did it across four different time zones and we talked about shame. And it's, a, it's an hour long episode. There's two doctors and a relationship coach, myself. And we all give our own aspects on it. So it's it's pretty incredible. And yeah, magic happened in that hour. So if you're looking for something life-changing to listen to, go and go and check that one out. Shame has no game, it's called.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bendy. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Podcast listeners, as always, thanks for being a guest in my eco-friendly home today. I really hope you learned something new and I hope you find a way to implement this into your life so you too can create your eco-friendly home. As always, I'm available to direct message on Instagram at movingwithmadison. And besides my podcast, I provide services as a real estate change agent in the Denver metro area specializing in helping you buy, sell, or create your eco-friendly home. Something that this podcast is helping me get better at each and every day. When you come back over, please bring those cookies again. They were really good and I'll see y'all next time.